Welcome to another episode on the Home Tech Talk podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Aiden. On this episode, we caught up with Oz from Tiber. Yeah, in this episode, he gave us a good rundown on the Tiber brand and their interesting products like the Turn 2 wall controller. We hope you enjoy this episode. And if you are liking our content, feel free to like and subscribe to keep up to date. Welcome to the Home Tech Talk podcast, Oz. Thanks for having me. Can you just give us a bit of a background into how you came to start the Tiber brand? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, my background is actually for an integrated background. Uh, we work on uh, lots of uh, domestic projects in the UK and Europe, as well as um, some marine uh, projects as well. Um, so uh, we formed Tiber about four years ago, really as a response to um, some of the movements we were seeing in the smart home space. So more and more control being um, requested by the door. Um, and as I'm sure you guys are aware, um, touchscreens being used a lot um, at, at the kind of entry point to a room. Uh, some of these can get quite complex and really a lot of unnecessary functionality is be, uh, we found was being provided. Um, equally, you know, with interior designers, uh, often uh, a touch panel isn't, isn't an easy thing to get uh, installed by a door. So um, obviously keypads have been around for a long, long time um, and we really saw that uh, with more functionality being added, some of these experiences were getting very cluttered. There were lots of buttons um, and, you know, you typically couldn't walk into a space and just intuitively know how to control the, the room, turn the lights on, adjust the temperature. So we saw a bit of a gap. And, um, yeah, about four years ago now, we came out with our first um, room controller product called Turn. Uh, it was really to answer um, some of those challenges. So it provided um, a kind of plethora of control from lighting, shading, audio, um, uh, in, in one simple intuitive rotary interface. We'd seen, um, obviously, from back from the kind of rotary dimmers and how uh, most car manufacturers actually use um, interfaces these days. Rotary is used is a lot, and it's naturally kind of a very natural, intuitive interface. So we wanted to kind of build that in and bake it into a, an all-in-one, clean, sleek product. Um, so, yeah, so four years ago, we, we came out with our first version of that product. It was a Crestron, Cresnet-only product. Um, so we, we kind of contacted Crestron and said that, um, we would love to work with them on their first uh, third-party keypad. Um, we were finding, again, from that integrator side, that lots of people were having to choose the lighting control system that they were using based on the uh, the keypad uh, that those companies could provide, which doesn't really seem uh, like the right fit necessarily. So the conversations that we started with Crestron were really that uh, we can help sell Crestron lighting systems um, if we can uh, work with you on... Uh, providing some third-party keypad options. So that's kind of where we started, um, very much Crestron-specific. Um, at the same time, we also launched our uh, audio streaming product called Muse. Uh, it's a Dante-based audio streamer. Uh, this was kind of relatively early on in the Dante days when we first came out with uh, Muse. It, it brings all of your content together from local content, streamed content from services, and then distributes that over a, um, a Dante network. So kind of think Pro, Sonos, um, 64 zones in a 1U uh, rack mount chassis. Yeah, very interesting. And then that that led on to Turn 2, which has got better adoption for more automation platforms. Yeah, so uh, being one of our kind of first hardware software products, um, we learned a huge amount from Turn. It was... Um, it was a great learning exercise and uh, you, know, you know we sold out in, in the UK and Europe. But as I mentioned before, it, it was kind of targeted on where we were selling the product and targeted on, on Crestron, which was, was great, but there was obviously a, a lot bigger opportunity. So um, we took everything we learned and uh, built Turn 2. So last year we started shipping um, Turn 2 in September 
And then we kind of formally, uh, for the first time publicly, up in a post-COVID, uh, showed that at ISC in, in Barcelona. So Turn 2 is an entirely new design, uh, really kind of sleek interface. We focused on all of the, um, the contact points. So we've got a brand new display, much larger, high-resolution um, display. The overall device is a little bit uh, larger in diameter. It's also a little bit shallower. And uh, we introduced our bus connectors uh, at the same time. So our bus connector provides a range of different communication options for Turn, uh, which kind of opens the door for more integrations. So we actually launched Turn 2 with um, Crestron, uh, Control 4, and KNX support. Uh, and obviously we're working on more at the moment, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Yeah, well, I think the the device itself is quite intuitive to install. I mean, there's obviously that bus connector, as you were mentioning, and I think having the device just clip clip to the front of that bus connector is quite cool it gives you the option to you know to change it up a bit and change out the keypad connector yeah so the thought process was though you know t- turn two is our is our first of our keypad category devices um the kind of slightly longer term view here is that um we want our bus connectors to be as universal as possible within our own product range so the idea eventually is that you can install um the relevant bus connectors in in your back box or on your um your keypad bus and then eventually you could choose from uh, our range of keypads, all that work with the same bus connector uh, to make it kind of a, a nice, um, uh, easy option to install later on. And the key services that are provided via the turn are lighting, shading, audio control? Yeah, so, so lighting, climate, shading, and um, an AV. So we're really, really focused on those four categories. Um, it's very easy for us to kind of run away with functionality on turn two. Um, but the thing for us is, is then it kind of becomes a touchscreen. Um, so we're, we're really focused on it being a hybrid product between a keypad and a touch panel. And on that basis, it's those four categories that we support today. And, uh, those four categories that we're going to be kind of focusing on, um, growing our functionality within. So within lighting at the moment, we provide, um, lighting scene selection. So that's kind of lighting presets. You can have up to eight of those configured with custom names. Um, you, we provide um, individual uh, light controls, so like a fixture or a group of fixtures. So you can configure like table lights or pendants. Um, within the climate category, we kind of support all of the main uh, functions that you'd expect from a um, kind of an HVAC controller. So uh, set point, current temperature, fan speeds, humidity control, uh, kind of a collection of, of those features. Uh, within shades, again, we've just introduced shading scenes. So just like lighting, you can now recall presets for shades in a space. Um, and you can also then delve in to control individual shades or groups of shades. Uh, and then finally, with the AV kind of category, at the moment, it's just volume control and some basic transport. So, again, the idea is that you, you're not necessarily using turn to turn on the, on the audio in the room or, or the video. That might be done elsewhere. Turn just becomes the volume control. However, we, we are adding uh, more functionality to that Um which we'll be announcing at ISE that kind of extends that and makes turn more usable for uh, more use cases. Yeah, and we can't really show it here because we're not live, but it's a simple swipe of the screen and a tap to trend to move through those that functionality, and then the dial obviously gives you the volume or the set point adjustment or the lighting level adjustment. The the rotary is is always used to control um, whatever your the parameter in the room, whatever you're selected on. And then the touchscreen is simply used just to move between functions. We, we kind of didn't want the touchscreen to become, um, uh, we didn't want to use it for, for kind of much more than just moving between functions because obviously it's a relatively small display 
And part of the argument for touchscreens is, you know, from, from some uh, of our customers has been, you know, the, the fiddly use. So really the, the ring around the outside is what you can just grab and control right away. And it feels like incredible to, to actually move the, 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 the rotary actually feels very smooth and kind of super tactile to use. It feels really awesome. Yeah, so um, with actually with the first generation of our device, we wanted to add a bit of resistance to that. So we actually added a kind of a damper. Um, but with turn two, we actually designed a custom bearing. So um, the bearing's got kind of a preloading in there and it gives it that really nice, it's kind of silky smooth, but slightly weighted feel. Yeah, it definitely does feel premium. That's for sure. And you've also got this tabletop option that we're using here. So if you were to have it on your desk or something in your office or the kitchen bench or something like that, it's also pretty handy to have around. Yeah, that really came out of, um, we were selling many turns into uh, residential projects. Um, and uh, one of our customers um, is uh, from the business sector and wanted to use turn in boardrooms across kind of multiple international offices. Um, they wanted to install them on boardroom tables to control uh, conference volumes for microphones and um, speakers. But they were having to look at kind of a custom built unit into a desk and it kind of it was that that really sparked the table stand so the table stand houses all of our bus connector range so it can work directly with knx and you know um Cresnet, or you could use it in the wireless modes just with power um, and it just provides a nice simple easy interface for um like bedside tables and boardrooms and is there an app that comes along with the product as well yeah so we've got a um an ios and android app um that is is kind of for um, setup, initial setup and configuration. So um, at the moment, that supports Turn Two. Uh, we're adding Muse to that app later uh, in the year as well. But our vision for this is that we really want to be as brand agnostic as possible when it comes to integrations. So what we didn't want to do is make make products that uh, the experience to set them up and configure them was entirely different when you're working with each of the different integration brands. So the thought process here was that our app. Uh, is a consistent and simple and easy to use uh, application for initial setup. And then uh, once the device is set up and, and ready to go, you then use the relevant integration driver to bring it into your system. I've also seen that there's a really cool little uh, clock display that shows up on here. Is that like the screensaver style thing? Yeah, exactly. So um, at the moment, um, by default, when the device kind of goes to sleep, um, it would kind of just fade away into complete blackness. Um, but if you want to use that display, you know, it's, it's as I mentioned before, it's a, it's a pretty nice um, display. And, it, and if you don't want it just to sit in a kind of uh, off state for most of its life, then you can have uh, one of our screensavers. So we have a, an analog or digital clock, which is just kind of nice. They just glow. They're not too bright. They just glow in the background um, so that you can you know, conveniently check the time. Um, and then when you walk up to turn at around one and a half meters, it will automatically wake up because we've got a motion sensor in there. Uh, that is designed to wake the device by the time you actually get get to it to use it. Yeah, so I mean that's another side of its elegance and its premium, like the premium quality of the product. Um, you mentioned that there's motion detection built in. There's also temperature. Is it just temperature or temperature humidity for the thermostat functionality? It's just temperature. Um, it being a relatively sealed device, um, humidity wasn't. Uh, really ideal to build in um, it's temperature so you can actually use turn with an internal or external sensor across any of our integrations so uh, if you were to use an external sensor then you would bring that value in via Crestron control 4 or knx at the moment um, that would then be displayed on screen um, and presented to the user or if you want to use our um, internal sensor then again that will display on screen and you can also get that value onto the um, integration uh, system that you're using 
Cool. And all those um, integrations are built in-house by your development team? All but one, yes. So we build pretty much everything in-house, software and hardware. Um, we do work with um, some driver developers, um, specifically at the moment on Control 4. Um, but most of the time, we're either developing um, integrations ourselves. So we have a public um, API, which is a REST-based API, um, which most of our integrations are using for IP. Um, where we're working with bus connectors, we're normally working very closely with a manufacturer, if it's a, maybe a proprietary protocol. Um but yeah, so, so drivers, maybe half of them are done in-house and some of them are our, our driver developers. But since I see actually most of our relationships now are being built directly with manufacturers and those integrations are being done um, either by us or by them. Okay, so just to be clear, we've got Crestron, Cresnet bus built in, KNX bus connector built in. Uh, for the Control 4 integration, you're using the IP version of this bus connector. So it's a PoE-powered bus connector and it's communicating via IP. Yeah, so at the moment, our IP integration is, is Wi-Fi only. So you can use any of our bus connectors to power the device. But if you want to integrate with any of our integrations that are IP, so at the moment, that's Crestron and Control 4, uh, that's over uh, a Wi-Fi connectivity for the transport layer and then over our, our using REST uh, with our drivers. Um, we are actually uh, in the works for an Ethernet bus connector, as you mentioned. Uh, we'll be looking to launch that in January uh, at ISC. Um, so that will be a PoE Ethernet bus connector, one cable in, and uh, we'll work with all of our existing IP drivers. So it just adds that um, that option for a wire or, or wireless connectivity um, for a bit more flexibility. Obviously, being a light switch product primarily, um, it's always best to have a, have a wire. You know, only takes the once where the lights don't come on because the Wi-Fi has gone down that, uh, to cause frustration. Yeah, well, it's good you're looking at all options. I think you will have them pretty much all covered once you have the the Ethernet option. So, yeah, it's awesome. Is there anything else we should know about your Muse product? Yeah, of course. So Muse started off as a a local file streamer, so we support all of the normal kind of codecs for uh, file playback, including high-res audio. Um, There's two flavors of of Muse. We have a D16, which which is a 16-zone 1U uh, product, and a D64, so exactly the same uh, hardware just with different licensing, uh, the D64 supporting up to 64 zones per one U. So a majority of our customers are on either large residential projects with, with those uh, products or um, hotels, arenas. Um, it's kind of where, where those kind of larger um, stream products fit very well. Uh, we then added streaming integration. So our first were kind of fully integrated services. So we worked with um, initially Deezer uh, in Europe and then we added Tidal support as well. So those are fully integrated. You can browse those services through the Muse experience. Um, we are currently, we've actually just completed work on AirPlay 2 integration. Uh, it's in certification with Apple at the moment. And again, we'll be looking to launch that at ISE. So that will add an AirPlay 2 stream to every zone of, uh, or every stream of Muse, meaning that Muse can be up to a 64 zone AirPlay 2 um, streamer. Um, and we're also uh, working on Tidal Connect to extend our Tidal functionality and uh, also Spotify Connect will be coming uh, to Muse uh, second quarter next year. Yeah, wow, that's going to make an extensive room list once you've got those devices all, all streaming 64 zones of audio. Yeah, what's quite nice about uh, Muse with its services is that you can actually choose um, discreetly to advertise uh, one service over a stream or multiple services. So uh, whereas some of our competitors require you to um, dedicate certain streams to certain services. With Muse, you could advertise uh, AirPlay, Spotify, and Tidal over the same stream, 
and it's just really down to the user to decide what they're streaming and they'll all kind of take over from each other automatically. Okay, so it doesn't automatically populate all 64 versions of that particular audio. By default, you'll get just uh, the local stuff and the integrated services, and then it's just uh, down to the installer just to choose which of those streams they want to start advertising over. And obviously, all of those um, advertised names, like um, the AirPlay name, uh, are fully configurable within Muse. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for your overview of your products today. No worries. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I've been uh, a bit of a follower of your um, YouTube channel for a while, so uh, yeah, good to be on. Yeah, thank you. So looking after your brand here in Australia is Cano for anyone that wants to find out more locally to Australia. And then how do they get in contact for the rest of the world? So um, on our website, we've got a where to buy page uh, that lists all of our um, distribution partners in each of our kind of countries or regions we work with. But but yeah, as you say, Cano are the uh, best point of contact for Australia. Thanks so much, Oz. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Aiden, what was your favorite feature about the turn two? I really liked the classy... Uh, screensaver of the clock that comes up after you're not using it. Yeah, I guess my favorite would be the tactileness and the feel of the rotary knob. Nice. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you are liking our content, feel free to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell to keep up to date. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Home Tech Talk.